This episode of the Smoke Pit brought to you by the Nut Ruck by Arbor Arms. Tactical fanny pack for your nuts and your butts. Check them out at arborarms.com. Tell them the Smoke Pit sent you. Also check out Combat Comeover at combatcomeover.com. Find palmades and beard oils for your hair and your face. And use that promo code SMOKEPIT. Save yourself some money. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. Well, fuck a duck. What? I said fuck a duck. What happened to what up, though? Well, what up, though, is that there was a story going around that China was going to send 100,000 ducks into Pakistan. What? In order to eat up all the locusts that are eating all of Pakistan's... Oh, uh, yeah, on on account of, you know, the plagues going on right now. (laughs) Right, I mean... It's 2020, so of what what the hell possible thing could surprise us at this point? Okay, so uh, there's there's a lot of locusts going on. You said Pakistan. Yeah, in Pakistan. Okay, and so as a result, China was going to send like uh, what would you say like 500 ducks? A hundred thousand ducks. A hundred thousand ducks. They had considered it. So how do you just like casually consider sending a hundred thousand ducks? I, I have several questions, Alexander. I don't, I don't think it was a matter of ca- casualness. I think it's a matter of they. This has been an effective methodology before. I think yeah. like a decade or two ago, they had a, a trouble area in in China where they sent ducks, and they were super effective. <laughs> well, um, you know, with it with it with it being China, you know, what was the troubled area? You know, where there there are people who just wanted you know, basic human liberties, and so they sent an army of ducks to I'm, to squash that? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was more about the locusts. Uh, because is, is, duck, that what the, is that what they call the people who want liberty? I, I can't speak for the Chinese government. I uh, can't and won't. <laughs> I will say that uh, ducks can eat, like, 200 locusts a day. So mm. you put 100,000 locusts into, a built, into an area they eat, and I don't know how to do math, but that's a lot of fucking locusts. Uh, three billion locusts an hour. That, that sounds about right. Is, is that math for Marines? That's math for Marines, <laughs> uh, which I did, by the way, and I'm still salty 15 years later that there are answers on there that did not fit with the doodad, with the, with the answer key. Uh, yeah, that's fucked up. But So, yeah, that, that just begs the question, like, do they just have, like, a national reserve of duck? Because you know how sensitive I am about duck. Uh, for those of you who are recent listeners, uh, AJ and I were backpacking uh, Ireland and the United Kingdom, and Google Maps had fucked us, and they had fucked us hard. We ended up walking like a crazy amount of miles in the rain at night through the industrial area of Dublin, and nine and a half clicks. <laughs> and I feel like it was more than that. <laughs> no, it it wasn't more than that. It was just at the very ass end of the day. Yeah. And we were already like four days into the trip of just walking 12 hours a day. And we had our packs on still. And it was both cold and we were sweating. So it was like miserable at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So we get to uh, the area that we were, we were checking in. And we, we took a wrong turn at like the compound. Like the hotel was like this fortified compound. And instead of going right to where the gate was, we went left and had to encircle the entire compound. And we had to like go through this janky Irish village that we had to like crawl under like laundry lines and like hop fences and stuff. And so we finally got our shit. And then I was like, I'm hungry. I saw a Chinese fucking uh, place, all you can eat buffet. Let's go there. And it was the slowest service ever. They were, they were slow, they were kind of rude. Uh, they got very mad at Daniel for everything he ordered, and so then he started ordering out of spite. Like, <laughs> it was just like he's not even hungry anymore. He's like, I'm gonna choke down every piece of thing on this menu, and the last thing they had was duck. Yeah, because like when it comes to your appetite, like your your brain doesn't get the signal, hey, I have food in me, until a prescribed amount of time after a first set of food uh, meets your gullet. 
so by that point, we'd already been there for like an hour or so. And so I'm not hungry anymore, but I'm just angry at this point. So I'm just like, I'm going to order the most expensive thing on the menu. Give me the duck. He's like, bring me the duck. And the lady was like, um, we're closing in like five minutes. And he was like, I'm sorry. That's five minutes in which you have to bring me some duck to eat. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, if you if you hadn't been bullshitting the entire time, I already would have left. So this is really on them. Well, you know, asinine bullshit's really your area, but I figured, okay. but I I figured I'd uh, give you a break since you were you know trying to stuff your face with a delicious chat. Well, you know, it was just it was a matter of principle at that point, and any good friendship will tell you that you know your friend's not always going to be right. But you need to have their back when they do something like that. Oh, no, I 100% had your back. <laughs> like, I'm not going to not comment, but I definitely was like, we're going to stay here until my man gets his duck. Yeah, that was the first one-star review I have ever uh, I ever left in my entire life. I was salty. Quite. Unlike the unseasoned duck that they brought me. And unlike all of those, uh, those locusts in Pakistan that you've eaten. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, that's uh, just the one bit of craziness that is going on the news. We have a great episode for you today, folks. Uh, we also want to take the opportunity to say check out our new website. We have new merchandise. We have new stickers. We have T-shirts, tank tops, patches at popsmokemedia.com. Also, uh, we want to give a shout-out to the uh, the people that that uh, that helped us, the, uh, the good folks over at Eclipse. That is E-C-L-P-S-T. That is their handle at Instagram. You could also check them out at eclpst.com. So if you need any uh, help with your website, if you're thinking about putting one together, them's the people. They also do some pretty good graphic work if you ask them nicely. Yeah, um, the, the the most recent logo that we have for Pomp Smoke Media actually came for them too, so check them out. Hockey. What the fuck else has been going on in the news? We, uh, we've uh, been covering closely an event by a page called at uh, dd 2 14 memes there's a, an underscore in between dd214 and memes they um they had a poll for the worst unit in the marine corps was it three four tell me it was three four <laughs> no i don't even think that they uh they made it past the second tier but basically what it really boiled down to is that some chain of commands out there were being assholes about some classic marine traditions like you know drinking beer hazing boots partying in the barracks just all cheeky fun you know so you're telling me that commands weren't cool with their Marines doing the things that make Marines Marines? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You Shock know? and surprise <laughs> that in this day and age, you got higher ups giving the, low, the, giving the little man the what for, for no good reason. Yeah, and so that, uh, that evolved into a poll for the worst unit in the Marine Corps, and the, the poll itself got over 145,000 total votes. That is, the, uh, now I'm not the social media expert of the group, but that's a shit ton. Yeah, so uh, that was the uh, the total number of all the votes casted, which is which is crazy to show you that like it was probably like three guys who you know all casted nearly fifty thousand votes apiece. No, I'm kidding. But you know there it was a lot of people who had a lot to say, and they were getting thousands of messages from Marines that had legitimate gripes. Now there are always going to be those shitbags out there that were like smoking spice and stealing gear, and they're like, oh, the Marine Corps fucked me. Like, no, fuck you. You fucked yourself. However. These were like legitimate concerns, everything from like uh, selling labor and embezzling funds to straight up like fraud, waste and abuse, neglect, uh, betrayal of confidence and trust with their uh, subordinate Marines. Usury. Usury is the one. That, yeah. I've got some personal experience with this. I actually had to go in and testify on the behalf of the prosecution for a usury trial against a staff NCO one time. Yeah. And so it's like the 
the crazy thing about it was is that uh, it it all when all boiled down to it came uh, between um, uh, th- third tracks ended up being the unit that uh, received the honorary title of worst unit of the Marine Corps, and was really fucky about that is among the uh, many uh, alleged allegations, which I only say alleged just for the fact that, unlike a lot of people, I believe in the Constitution and uh, the laws in this country that say you are innocent until proven guilty, as we're in the UCMJ, you are guilty if someone thinks you are. You're guilty until proven guilty. <laughs> you're, you're guilty until you know, you're, you're charged, and if you're not guilty, then you're still a shitbag because how dare you let me be wrong about you being guilty. That's exactly right. How, <laughs> how dare you let me not be right? Yeah, how dare you not just like go to the brig and forfeit everything you've earned just because it makes me feel bad? Yeah, I hate everything about my life because I made poor choices until I got to E6. And now I have to crap on the little guy to return, retain the semblance of my masculinity. Yeah, and so the the most disturbing allegations were that the, uh, the unit commander um, said to the individuals that, hey, if you have a mental health issue... Come forward. My door's always open. Talk to your talk to your immediate superiors. Talk to the chaplain. Walk, you know, right, uh, you know, to whoever, and we'll get you help. However, when Marines came forward with mental health issues, they were getting processed out of the Marine Corps. They were getting chaptered out. They were getting uh, other than honorable discharges, uh, like failure to adapt and shit like that. Like it's crazy, you know. So you're telling me that after all these years of having to go through all those safety stand downs and listen to every single one of those people sit there and be like we're here to help you we're a family they fucked them still they were still pulling some 2000 some 2001 bullshit yeah and you and I were both uh, Oscar uh, master trainers operational stress control and readiness and marine corps doctrine stated that the statistics showed that over 94% of Marines who sought mental health stayed with their unit. It was only in extreme cases of mental duress where a Marine must be separated for extreme methods of treatment. And then of that, less than 1% was being processed out for uh, for extreme mental health conditions after spending a period of time uh, inpatient, whether it be two weeks or 30 days. The majority of the Marines who were removed were returned back to their unit. So the idea that these Marines come forward with the idea that they were going to be able to stay with their unit and just seek mental health treatment because shit's crazy, and then they were getting kicked out for it. I mean, the thing is, I understand that a lot of people have this masculine complex about, you know, there's nothing wrong, everything's fine, I'll just suck it up and push it down deep until it becomes a dull, persistent ache, the way a man does. That's the way a man does it. But on the other side, like, the kind of shit that you see when you go overseas changes the way your pers- like it doesn't just change your your psychological perspective but one of the things they did was they did studies based on brain chemistry and adrenaline levels and dopamine and all that stuff and you can actually if you're if you experience enough trauma your brain resets its level of adrenaline like the the level necessary to get to certain to certain feelings that's why a lot of people come back from overseas and they they get this adrenaline high and they turn into adrenaline junkies and nothing's ever cool enough or fast enough or, or explodey enough. It's because their brain has had the, the chemical level reset way too high. Yeah. And so this isn't just a psychological problem and the, it's not, oh, you guys just need to suck it up. No, it's it's a physiological condition. Much like having, you know, your hands full of some thick cheeks, it's hard to go back. I mean, once you've had the right one, yeah. any other one is just pales in comparison. <laughs> so... Uh, beyond that, uh, there there were other units. I believe it was two uh, one. I will verify that as I second uh, battalion first Marines. Uh, that's the way that the Marine Corps does their acronyms. But basically, the uh, the alleged allegations for them was that uh, senior ranking members of the chain of command 
were uh, illegally using MasterCard keys to burst into their Marines barracks at all hours of the night in attempt to catch them doing illegal things. Now that that is an issue on several levels. Well, first and foremost, like there's there's a presumption of innocence in this country. Yeah. D- DOD, DOJ, citizen, civilian, there's a presumption of innocence in this country. And you're telling me the Marines that are already working 12, 16-hour days every day, regardless of whether they have something to do or not, also need to have, be woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning because some staff NCO decides that they just feel like busting into a room? Yeah, and I remember, like, Friday nights in the barracks, like, I'm probably sitting in my, you know, little fucking shitty issue chair that goes in, like, the little study area, uh, playing Call of Duty, wearing nothing but silkies with, like, some fucking half-eaten Chinese container on my thigh and, like, a fucking beer next to me. Like, we're just fucking trying to blow off some steam, you know? And, like, me as the individual that I am now, particularly as I was getting closer to get out and I'd already done all the deployments and already done all the things and uh, combat and stuff like that, if I'm just sitting in my room minding my business and a senior member of staff just bursts into my room like, hey, fuck face, get a parade rest. Like, he's going to catch instant hands. This this actually happened to me when I was getting out. They had transferred me and several other people to uh, a different barracks because we were getting out. They didn't want us taking up space. Yeah, I get that. So <clears throat> I had a, I had another sergeant as a roommate. He ended up getting out before. This was he happened. hot? He was he was a pretty good looking guy. Oh, he was hot, huh? Yeah, he's from Michigan, I think. Or in silkies. Do you have tattoos? I mean, yeah, he had a lot of tattoos. Oh, fuck yeah. Tell me more. Anyway, so, <laughs> so it's a Thursday night, right? So you got field day going on. And I'm sitting in my room just minding my own business. I'm Wear nothing but silkies, a little bit of sweat on your brow while you're mopping and swabbing. Well, the room was already mopped and swabbed. I was folding clothes. Ooh. Tell me more. Well, I wasn't wearing any because I obviously had to fold them. <laughs> so the gunny busts in the room. And, and he starts got, jerking you both off because you're both already erect. This is, where is your head at, man? Do you, I'm just trying to make sure this doesn't turn into a 45-minute long story. I'm just saying you just got some, right? You, sh- you should be nice and calm now. Anyway, so the the I'm trying to get to the quick version, which is they he busted in. He's in uniform. He's got four other staff NCOs with him yeah. that are just in regular street clothes. I don't know who these people are. I've never seen them before. Yeah, at least two of them were intoxicated, and he starts screaming at me like a fucking like a boot that just lost a rifle about oh your room's nasty and this is nasty and how come you didn't go how come you're not outside mopping the hallway. And I looked him right in the eyes and I was like, because I'm a sergeant, I don't mop hallways. I supervise the mopping of hallways. Yeah. The the PFC that's out there doing it is doing a fantastic and excellent job. This room is clean. What can I do for you? And he said, go fuck yourself. Take all of your shit and move back into the, the, the company's barracks yeah. right now. And so it took me until 4 a.m. to do it because the room he assigned me was like full of half-eaten sandwiches stuffed in drawers and shit. Yeah. And so I get done at like 4.30 I pass the fuck out at 4.59, there's a beating at my door, and it's a Lance Corporal at Parade Rest telling me that Gunny says I have to run a PFT. Wow. I was getting out in a month. I already had a PFT on file. And you had already done three combat deployments at this point. Three combat deployments as well as a tour as a combat instructor. And so, like, like I remember as I was getting out, I had a bit of... I had a bit of street credit built up. Like, everybody kind of know who I was and know what I did. And I'm not saying, like, I'm God's gift to the Marine Corps or anything, but people kind of left me alone. They're like, all right, like, Sharp's done his time. You know, he's not a first-termer. He's done his time. Like, talk to him, like, with respect. You know, like, respect becoming of an individual who has served their country for however many years, you know? You'd like to think so. I will give credit, though. Uh, This was a new gunny. Like, he had just got assigned to it. And uh, after the PFT, during the, the field day inspection, 
first sergeant came down, and, and I forget his name off the top of my head, but he was one of the most honorable first sergeants up that I've had. Yeah. And straight up, he came in my room, and he said, I heard you and Gunny had some problems this morning, sergeant. I was like, well, we had some problems last night that extended into this morning, first sergeant. And at the time, he's standing in the doorway, and the gunny is like a rabid animal behind him, screaming and throwing fingers over the top of First Sergeant's shoulders. Yeah. Until First Sergeant turns around, puts a hand in his chest, pushes him out the door, and says, I think I fucking got this, and then closes the door. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, there comes a certain point in time, like, I get good order and discipline, I get the Marine Corps, I get all that, but a certain fucking point in time, you need to be just a rational human being and understand the fact, like, look, maybe this situation isn't as much a fucking ding against your ego as it is a simple matter that can be simple, simply resolved. And maybe you should treat this NCO with some respect. You know, 75% of the Marine Corps is E5 and below. There's only 25% of the Marine Corps that outranks a sergeant, you know? It, it never occurred to me, and, and granted, I'm just speaking about one personal experience that ended up okay for me because I had that first sergeant had my back. Nice. But uh, props to him. And that's not the only time he's ever had my back, but I don't want to get into it. Good leadership. Good, he, Excellent leadership on his part. But I'll say that there's a lot of times in the Marine Corps where people, for some reason, confuse being loud and obnoxious and an asshole with leadership. Yeah. Right? Everything you do to, and I'm not going to say, yeah, we'll use the word haze with air quotes. Anytime you haze your Marines by giving them incentive PT, or I, I assign some of my Marines book reports, yeah. right? The the super in shape ones that would fuck up. I'd be like, well, I can make you do push-ups, but you can do plenty. So I'm going to, I'm going to, if I'm going to fuck with you, I'm going to fuck with your brain. And make you learn something because yeah. incentivizing corrective actions means that the corrective action should have some benefit. And this is exactly what uh, Cal Carpenter talked about when he came on the show is that there has to be a purpose behind it. Whenever I would quote unquote haze my Marines, there was always an end state of something that I was trying to accomplish. Like, OK, you fucked up in this area and now I have an idea of how I'm going to make you a better Marine for when I'm not around or when I get shot in the running lights on, on patrol. You know, I'd like to ask you a question about that, if I may send it. In Afghanistan, you had a PFC or a Lance Corporal that you assigned as your personal squire. Yes. And his job was to dress you for combat. Yeah. And so basically, uh, the deal with that is he was my A slash, right? He was a uh, he was a boot, uh, and we were on our second deployment together. But the first one was Jordan, so it wasn't like like we had ammo and shit like that, but it wasn't like a hooking and jabbing deployment. For the crowd, what's an A slash? Uh, assistant squad leader. Thank you. And. Uh, so the idea was that I, w I was trying to groom him for uh, to take over as a squad leader. And if anybody who knows anything about, you know, wearing gears, especially when we had like the MTVs and shit like that, sometimes it takes more than one person to dress you, especially if you have like a hundred pound pack, like you lay down like on the pack on your back and you wriggle your arms in and then somebody like puts their hand out and helps you stand up. Like, I used to roll like a, like a somebody flipping over a turtle. Yeah because I was trying to be hard in front of my Marines, and they were like, oh, Sergeant, you're so old. I was like, I still get up, and you can't, bitch. <laughs> and so the idea was that he was shadowing me. He was watching everything that I did and everything that I didn't do. And I told him, I was like, look, I'm not egotistical enough to think that I do everything right. However, anything that I do right that you like, make it yours. Anything that I don't do that you don't like, never do that. Be true to yourself when you are eventually in command. So the idea was that he was shadowing me everywhere I went. So that way, if I get my fucking legs blown off and I cartwheel through the fucking air, like that dude has spent enough fucking time in my mindset to know like what needs to happen. I don't want you to get your legs blown off, but I do want to watch you cartwheel into the air. <laughs> if we could do that where you don't get any damage except for your pride, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, just like uh, kind of like what happened with you where the IED was a little too buried too far down. So it wasn't so much... Uh, 
tearing as it was percussion. Yeah, that guy got launched like a fucking beanie baby straight up into the air. <laughs> like he looked like a pinwheel. <laughs> then he hit the ground and checked his nuts to make sure they were still there. That was his first concern. It always is, man. Like, are my nuts okay? Yeah, I can go without legs. Like, uh, I, I mean, it would suck and the rehab and all that stuff. That's terrible. But, you know, if, if, if the junk is gone, you, you're kind of limiting my options. Yeah, the, the VA just started doing penis replacements, so like, I, I wonder if they're like, hey, yeah, we got a donor for you, and you look at a picture of him, you're like, uh, who's the next guy? <laughs> I'll wait. Be like, mm, I don't know what you expect me to do with that. <laughs> but I'll, I'll wait. But yeah, so uh, what we've been working on is a uh, quote-unquote barracks bill of rights. Uh, every legal publication has certain issues um, with uh, violation of privacy. Now in the military, you there has to be a reasonable expectation that occasionally your personal space, being government property, will be slightly infringed upon. However, that is not a license for leaders just to be able to burst into your room at 2 a.m. For no, absolutely no reason. Just to try to catch you. Right, to try to catch you. Like that, And that's another thing. I, I have long been an active proponent of uh, of considering the good conduct medal that is received for every three years that you don't get like some kind of massive disciplinary problem. That you don't get caught. <laughs> right. For every every three years you don't get caught with some kind of massive disciplinary or judicial problem, you get a medal for that. Only as an enlisted person, because officers are expected to act like people. Yeah. So they're giving you a uh, they're giving you a gold star for not acting like a mutant. Well and, to be fair with like so many of us, if we were all fucking just getting caught with the squirrely shit that we do That'd be a huge fucking problem in the military. Well, you let know? me tell you, I, I've done a lot of shady shit when I was in the military. I never did anything illegal. I may have I may have pulled some fuckery, but as you said earlier, every bit of fuckery that I pulled had a purpose. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not going to name examples because I don't want to get retroactively charged with some Article 134 nonsense. Sodomy. <laughs> uh, egregious misappropriation of valuable military resources. <laughs> egregious misappropriation of your penis and butthole. I mean, I, I can't speak to any of that. I don't know what you guys did over in, uh, in, in what is that, 2-7? 3-7. I don't know what you guys did in 3-7. <laughs> in 3-4, nobody was happy enough to want to have anal sex. No, that's how miserable they wanted. was the only thing that could quench their insatiable thirst for a drop of happiness was butt sex. Uh, no, that like when you, when you're, oh, he's blushing folks when you're, that's not fond memories of his corpsman. That's the booze. Calm down. <laughs> um, no, when, when you're so fucking damn miserable, like we showed up to replace the unit in Afghanistan that we replaced. It looked like, like Lord of the flies, just butt sex everywhere. They were supposed to be there for like a month. The, yeah. the, the, the top brass that redirected this Mew into Afghanistan to take that spot. Yeah. That guy got fired and charged oh, for, shit. for, because that Mew is not for that purpose. And he was like, I'm going to get men in there right now. Oh, he's going to get men in there, all right? Jesus, what is with you today? I'm just trying to have fun, all right? Oh, that's what it is. Mike's not here, so you gotta got to make the Navy jokes. Yeah, see, you got your new podcast coming out, The Foxhole, where you know you get all philosophical and you debate finer points of morality and legal ethics. But here at the Spoke Pit, we're just talking about butt sex. Hey, I still get to say the word fuck on my show, so I'm all about <laughs> it. But Check that out next week, folks. Uh, the Foxhole will premiere Sunday. Uh, the let's see the date on that is as I furiously pull up my calendar the 12th of July the 12th of July will be the first episode of the foxhole yeah so make sure you check that out it will be available on all the same platforms that the smoke pit is and don't forget to check out uh, I'm I'm not sure how you guys do it it's the foxhole official on Instagram yeah that's where we're going to post our updates and next week's topics and all yeah. that good stuff but sex <laughs> great or super great debate there is no debate <laughs> um if you're debating that, you're doing it wrong. 
So anyway, back to the original point. Let's yes. circle back around. People cannot just come into your barracks. Uh, there is a little bit of nuances between branches and bases and locations, whether you're OCONUS, which is uh, overseas continental United States, or your CONUS, continental United States. But generally speaking, only the commanding officer has the ability to um, issue a more or less a search warrant for a uh, barracks room. Only a commanding only a commanding officer can authorize entry into that yes. barracks room. They cannot authorize the opening of locked containers. Yes. Right. So that can only be done on a health and comfort inspection, which requires uh, a, a medical officer. And also, um, in most cases, now don't don't pin me to the wall in this with your. Uh, your little ones and twos exceptions, but generally either a military magistrate or the uh, local uh, military police also has to sign off on that. And, and most times they either you have to be present or aware of it and issue what the guidelines is for that base. Right. So a, a military judge or a civilian judge with within certain constrictions can issue search warrants or, or, or warrants, to, um, not warrants, but like can issue orders saying that they can search areas. And yeah. the only th- and this order could, like that authority cannot be delegated. Nope not not even to the executive officer. Not even a little bit. The yep. only exception to that is if you have multiple commanders who have uh, like control over a common space. Yes. Like if you have three different units and they all use the same chow hall, each one of those battalion commanders is authorized to issue a search of the parking lot. Of the parking lot. Yes. Right? So take the time and find out uh, what the regulations on your post or your base are. You know, Marines and sailors and soldiers will spend 20 minutes Googling whatever abstract, uh, abstract fucking thing the girl they just matched with on Bumble or Tinder has in their bio so that way they can fucking simp for her and be like, oh yeah, I totally fucking, you know, love Gone with the Wind. Like, let me tell you all these things I just Googled about it, but they won't Google their own rights. I love chard and kale. They're like, bitch, you don't even know how to spell chard or kale. The only chard I know is Charizard. And that's the only chard worth knowing. hey There you go. <laughs> so... Uh, if you are in that circumstance, now I'm not saying be like old Sergeant Sharp and just fucking start throwing hands. However, that remain would not well. But that would not end well for you. I mean, if you can't, if you lose the fight, then it never does end well. But if you win the fight, you I, know. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you win the fight and you get to stand there victorious with your foot on their neck until yeah. PMO shows up, and then, and then you're gonna lose every fight after that. Yeah, but then as you hear PMO coming up the stairs, you just start getting on your face and like doing push-ups and just start screaming, "I gunnery sergeant." And so when they come in, they just see him like passed out on the floor and be like, he's drunk and he's hazing me. <laughs> no, we're not saying doing that, but remain professional, remain calm, know your rights. We used to carry copies of orders that we used to get criticized for, but we knew were wrong in our left breast pocket. So be like, oh, your hair is too long. Well, actually, Staff Sergeant or Sir, you know, according to Marine Corps Order Doctrine, um, Papa 1020 Tech 34, are we on hotel now? Marine Corps Order 1024.34 Gulf, and it's now hotel, but yeah. at the time it was Gulf. I got corrected outside of a uh, commissary once by some lieutenant colonel walking by because he was like, yeah, your uniform's too big. And I said, well, according to Marine Corps Order 10, Papa 1020.34 Gulf, the Marine Corps Combat Utility uniform shall be tight-fitting to the body but loose enough in order to allow for range of motion. And because I'm a long-ass bitch, yep. that means I need to get the bigger sizes because they also can't be altered. So that being said, if you, in a respectful and uh, tactful manner, uh, say, excuse me, gunnery sergeant or sir, whoever, uh, may I have some guidance. This base order says that this is the proper procedure and that's not what's going on. Can you explain why either my rights are being violated or why procedure is not being followed? Is the commanding officer aware of this? May I record these interactions? And then if you have to, if you know your cause is just and they're just fucking you, request mass. 
Request mast is not necessarily the silver bullet, but I can't tell you the number of times I've heard the words request mast come out of somebody's mouth and all of a sudden all the fuckery just abruptly ceases. Yeah, and it's like if you're going to be a leader and you're going to put the screws to your guys, you have the law to follow. You know your parameters of which you're allowed to let the chaos ensue within. So you know what you're doing. So if you know what you're doing is fucking wrong and someone says, hey, I want to bring this up to the commanding officer and you get that pang of, oh, shit, how do I explain this? You already know you're in the wrong. And if you don't know, what, if you're just doing shit because that's what the guy before you did or that's what the that's what the staff sergeant you had back in the day did, that wrong. Wrong song, ding dong. Yep. Right? It's time to start looking up base regulations, looking up customs and courtesies, figure out where it says the thing that you're trying to do in writing on paper so that when you're pulling some shit you have the backing of the law the order the regulation the commander whatever because if you're just flying off the seat of your pants you probably violate in somebody's orders yeah and the military for all the great things that it happens there are uh, a few specific examples of the blatant disregard of the laws and regulations enforcing good order and discipline like specifically in the case of uh, Vanessa Guillen where this, if you have not heard about this, um, correct yourself, because this is a huge issue that is pertaining to our society as a military, whether you're in America or you're one of our partner nations, anywhere across the world, like this is a big fucking issue. It has been proven that they falsely accounted for this soldier who went missing. And then months later, after a huge outcry in social media, then people started to get interested and then people started to like to... Um, to actually get questions answered after a huge uproar in social media. And they it's been proven that they falsely accounted for her in formations. They said, hey, she rogered up. She's here. We're fully, we're, we're, you know, all Marines are accounted for in this uh, instance. All soldiers are accounted for. But she wasn't. She was gone. They were just hoping that she would uh, pop back up. And I've spoken to many people who were stationed at Fort Hood. And apparently they're saying that that place was, no pun intended, the Wild West. Yeah, we've looked at some statistics for Fort Hood over the last couple of years. And originally, uh, correct me if I get these numbers wrong, but the original numbers we started looking at said that 114 people, soldiers, had either gone missing or had been killed in non-vehicle accidents over a 10-year period, something like that. Yeah, and then uh, Charlotte Reeves, she was a uh, she's a writer for American Grit, the publication uh, news media arm of Grunt Style. She actually did a lot of uh, independent investigation, and when the numbers came back, it turned out that 144 U.S. soldiers had either died in various uh, instances, whether they do be accidents, uh, training, car accidents, whatever the case may be, or went missing in the last four years. So this is way worse than we thought it was. I mean, I'd have to do some quick and furious Googling to figure out what the population soldier-wise is of Fort Hood, but 144 people in four years... That is a ridiculous number. Like, you can't tell me with the number of safety stand downs and PowerPoint presentations and liberty briefs that I had to get over the eight years I was in the Marine Corps. You're going to tell me that the Army's not doing something similar. And then they have 144 people die in that period of time. I, you, no, so, there's something fucky going on with that. And only a few of those were actually um, uh, deaths for deployed. And the majority of them, and although yeah, I will say, I think there was like 15 or 16. Uh, that were traffic accidents, like, that's a big fucking deal. If a base has 16 people die in traffic accidents over a short period of time, like, clearly someone's going to have to answer for that. But then you also account to all the people, and each one of these numbers that we're talking about is a name, is a person that's accounted for. It's not an arbitrary number of, oh, yeah, we think, uh, you know, he must just want AWOL. No, 144 people are either currently missing 
or dead. And they all have names and they all have families. Yeah, when you look at national statistics for missing persons, uh, it's kind of hard to go through that number without like really doing a deep dive because if a person's missing this month, that person's still missing next month, it looks like they get they get tacked on to the next month's numbers. So it looks like just this ever-increasing large amount. But when we're talking about military personnel, military personnel don't just disappear that often. Right? Yeah. Or at least they're not supposed to. So if someone's uh, it's missing, the one job that if you don't show up, you go to jail, you know, like, right. It's, it's the one job where if you have the plague, you still drag your ass into formation and you just try not to cough on anybody. Right. Unless you're a dick. <laughs> and so it's it's crazy the amount of cover up that is going into that. And we're currently in the position where over 90 lawmakers have demanded congressional investigation into Fort Hood and everything going on there. And the when you really get into the weeds about it, apparently there was uh, allegations of sexual harassment that she was making over one of her superiors, but people uh, she was afraid to report that to the chain of command because they didn't think that anybody would believe her. She told her family, she told her co-workers, and then this ended up being the person that they are, not, you know, with a reasonable certainty, sure, uh, was the person who ended up killing her, and then before they arrested him, he killed himself. It's, man, it's crazy, right? It's insane. And again, like you said, the military is good for a lot of things, but you know, if you're, if we're not calling them on it, then something's wrong. And now I'm not saying that obviously like that you need to feel personally attacked by this. I know the majority of us are stand up people. And then if we saw something, we would do something. And just because you didn't specifically see it in your unit because you had a good unit doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. If you go to the hashtag justice for Vanessa, you'll see countless stories of service members, both men and women who are either sexually harassed or sexually assaulted, and their uh, perpetrator, the perpetrator of the crime, was either not charged, or the the penalty was not that severe. And now these are individuals that that have to deal with that trauma. And the military uh, does not have a monopoly on PTSD when it comes to combat. Currently, right now, the number one uh, cause of PTSD in the military is sexual assault and sexual harassment. And with women, it's um various uh, things underneath that. And with men, it's combat exposure just by pure volume of numbers, the amount of people we deploy. So we want to make two statements and let this be very clear. First and foremost, if something as horrific as this has happened to you, we are incredibly sorry that you had to go through that. We hope that you are able to come forward without fear of repercussion, without fear of judgment and get the justice that you deserve and find the peace that you deserve. We want to perpetuate a culture in the military where this does not happen. And unfortunately, if it does, that the person that it happened to is taken care of. And this does not become a turning point in their life where things spiral out of control. We hope that you get justice and we hope that you get peace. And we can assure you that we will continue to put forth our voice into the community to say that this is not okay and we demand action. And the second thing that we're going to say is we're going to continue to be a voice saying that we need third party investigations into these claims, just like any major company in the country has a third party HR person that either confirms or denies allegations. But yet in the military, why is it that people within the same chain of command that you are either harassed or assaulted in are the ones who get to say whether or not your claim is valid? And that's exactly right. Uh, we were reading reports earlier today when we were doing some research uh, there was one, and I'm not going to say the name to drag him up, but sometime in the, in the in the recent past, there was a suicide in 29 Palms. 
uh, sergeant went out back of his house in Yucca Valley and he put a shotgun in his mouth. Now, in the mili- in the military justice report that came out about that incident, they contradicted themselves almost in the same sentence by saying that it was completely foreseeable and completely unavoidable. Like his it was fam- unforeseeable. Un- yeah, well, it was unforeseeable and inevitable. That was it. Unforeseeable and inevitable. They're like, well, we couldn't have stopped this, but we knew it was going to happen, basically. And essentially, his family was like, it wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of when. Like, this guy went through some shit. And then, like, icing on the cake happened. Like, there was that one last straw, and he, he felt like he couldn't get help. And so he took an, a permanent solution to a temporary problem, which is unfortunate. But then the military decided that they were going to basically stick their own fucking heads up their ass and write reports that said, oh, well, I mean, we kind of knew it was going to happen. Oh, I think one of the things they said was um, they didn't know he was going to do it because of his morose sense of humor and the fact that oh, he, shit. he kept shit close to the vest. Yeah. Gallows humor is one thing. Believe me, I'm the first person to, to, to dive into some gallows humor. Yeah, that's kind of the 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 one of the cornerstones of, of this podcast. It, it really is. And if you think the stuff we say in the podcast is bad, you should hear the stuff we say in the office when we're not on, on film. It's <laughs> it's worse. Um, there, there were some comments I made earlier about those ducks that were just inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, just like some of them just didn't seem sanitary. Like, I, I don't. I, I, was there anesthetic involved? Like, I mean, I don't know. And yeah, we said we wouldn't get into that. I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> so, but the the point is that if we're going to continue having a, a military justice system that looks out for the command and not for the not to, for the Marines, soldiers, sailors, and airmen, then uh, that's what we're going to do. We're we're going to be the ones who put our finger in the pie and say we're not having any of that shit. So. We, we do realize that, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten a little bit passionate about this subject because, you know, it comes to our brothers and sisters in arms and just as willing as we would be, you know, to hail, a, you know, a, a wall of gunfire to try to reach a casualty in a combat zone. We need to bring that same energy to try to get the casualties that are here in America, whether it's you know, somebody with suicidal ideation, somebody who need mental health issues or somebody who was assaulted. And one of the worst things about that is when you're in the military, you have such a close-knit community. And so the idea that someone that was supposed to be your battle buddy, that was supposed to be there for you through thick and thin, is the person who ended up hurting you, that makes that injury that much more severe. And so, again, just because you never saw it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And we sincerely hope that everybody can keep an open mind in that and be gentle when you see those things come across your feed because I know like we all want to defend the honor of our units and the people we serve with, the people that we left behind in combat zones. But we're saying that uh, even um, Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard was at the press conference that I went to with Vanessa Guillen's family uh, when, when they announced that they had found her remains. And she said they do not speak for the army. They do not represent the military. Nobody wants them in the military. And, you know, she's, um, you know, she's in the, the National Guard. Uh, she was a presidential candidate. She is a current congresswoman. She's leading the charge for that congressional investigation. But look, we're not saying that you as an individual are culpable for all those uh, crimes that have happened. However, it is our responsibility as a family to take care of those who are hurt. And I hate to be the one that's aping the guy, the PFC that they dressed up in the eagle suit out by the main gate. But if you see something, it's your responsibility to do something about it. Right. Honor, courage and commitments, the Marine Corps, the whole spiel. And if you're not going to do something about it when one of your fellow brothers and sisters is in trouble, then you're not the you're not culpable, but you're responsible. Yeah, it's like if you 
if you were walking you know, out of a bar with your buddies and you know you you heard a, a guy or a gal screaming in in the alley you know for help like we we would all instinctually run back there just to kind of like ignore those cry for helps and just because something isn't as ever present as the actual sound waves hitting your ear and that adrenaline hitting your body knowing that something's right there in front of you doesn't mean that the danger doesn't exist Right, we had those those three airmen on the train. Uh, what was it in France somewhere? Yeah, and they they stopped a terrorist attack because they heard something. They realized that they were the ones in the best position to do something about it, and they did. And there's no reason that that should stop at the water's edge of combat or physical physical contact with an enemy. Like the the enemy is people who take advantage of each other. And so a while back, I'll just, quick story time. A while back, uh, my kid got in trouble for bullying, right? And he's not the kind of kid to be a bully. So it was yeah, very, he's, an, he's a sweet kid. He's a he's an, an inordinately sweet kid. So it was unusual that he did it. And so uh, I took him to the Marine Corps Museum, and I brought him through the whole thing. And I said, "What's the lesson?" And I talked I talked to him throughout. I gave him a lot of speeches and whatever. And I said, "What's what's the lesson we learned today?" And he goes, "Good Marines stand up to bullies." And I said, "Right." I said, "What what else do we learn?" He goes. Everybody should stand up to bullies. And that's exactly right. If you're not standing up to the bully, then what's the why, why are you wearing the uniform? And so it is kind of hard for us to talk about this uh, because we know that we're not the tar- target audience for this. We know that it has happened to men, but far and, far and away, this generally happens to women more than it happens to men. So I will speak directly to the men in this. Like, as a, as a young service member, you go to a party or you're in the barracks or whatever the case is. And like, you know, we all have that urge to procreate and to date and to, you know, seek companionship. However, I would implore you to consider when you first get somebody into your room or whatever the case is, ask yourself, like, how do I know that this is exactly what they want? That they're not just too drunk uh, to say no, because just saying not, not saying no doesn't necessarily mean that you have permission. Also, a fair amount of survivors had said that they were afraid to say no because they feared uh, retaliation of violence from the perpetrator. And so if you're in a position where you're first bringing someone to your room or, you know, you meet someone there, you're at a party, wherever the case is, take that extra set just to make sure that everything is on the up and up. It may not be like the sexiest thing to say, like, you know, hey, like, are you sure this is what you want or do I have consent or whatever the case is? But I promise you it will make a world of difference. And that way, at the end of the day, you know that you didn't do anything wrong. And be- just because they didn't say no or just because they didn't fight you off doesn't necessarily mean that they say yes. And I am, I'm not saying that any of you are uh, perpetrators of this, but please take that extra second just to make sure that what you're doing is the right thing. Just like you take that extra second to verify a target before you squeeze the trigger, take the extra second to make sure that you're not ruining someone's life by committing something that they didn't want and just didn't have the, uh, the ability to say no. Right, and anytime you take that action, anytime you don't take that tactical pause to think about you're doing what you're doing, you know you, you ruin two lives in the same set in the, in the same shot. So that's our message. We'd uh, we would appreciate any feedback that you have. Uh, you know, we we do hope that uh, everybody takes this in the spirit of us just wanting to be protective of our tribe, and the idea that this is happening should should piss you off. It should. Just because out of out of any other thing that you know, can be done to hurt service members or veterans or just average citizens, this is one thing that we can have some input on. We can call our representatives. Their number is easily available on Google. You can find out who your representative is, whether it be in the House or the Senate. Call them. Write them letters. Write them emails. Demand to know what they are doing to keep our brothers and sisters safe. 100%. You got anything else? 
No, man, I think you wrapped it up. All right, so uh, tune in next week. We should have Mike back. we got some good guests coming up. And um, thanks for spending the time with us. Bye. Bye. If you have a batshit crazy story that you want us to read on the show, shoot us an email at info at popsmokemedia.com. Also, check out our social media. You can shoot us DMs there. Stay up to date on all the latest Smoke Pit news. Also, check out our merchandise at popsmokemedia.com. Give this podcast five stars. We'd appreciate it. And share it with your friends.